No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Well, Brian, here we are. We're about 11 days into the new year, and we've been doing this show for, oh, I don't know, like five years or something like that. We've got loyal listeners all over the Seattle area, but I'm surprised we have listeners all over the country and even some in foreign places. Yeah, yeah. I'm always often surprised that so many people do listen to my show just out and about. They'll ask who I am, and I'll say, yeah, I'm on the radio. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting. Never course thought growing up picking berries in Mount Vernon that I would be having a radio show someday but here I am and yeah it's been at least five years maybe closer to six you know how time flies oh yeah my son reminded me this morning I'm 58 years old and he reminded me I've been alive in eight different decades <laughs> he was commenting that he's been alive in three and he's only 15 I'm like I've been alive in eight different decades and I start counting them up I'm going no I think it's seven but oh well <laughs> it's like that was kind of eye-opening he's a good boy he's got an analytical mind on his shoulders. He just needs to adjust a few things there. But anyways, lucky to have you as a dad. And we're lucky to have you here on the radio. I've been blessed to be with you for all these six years, and it's always interesting to hear from our listeners and uh, the various questions that they have. I know that you've helped a lot of people over the years with Madrona Financial Services, and in particular, Bauer Evans CPAs. And at this time of the year, Brian, I mean, things are really going to be heating up for Bauer Evans CPAs, aren't they? Well, yeah, it does take a little while, though, because a lot of people think, oh, it's January 1st. I bet you guys are really cranking it out now. I'm like, 
Well, actually, we don't have forms yet. Yeah. Because the IRS continues to make adjustments on new tax laws right up until the end of the year. And then the, the people that are really cranking right now are the software people, right. the tax software people. They're working, you know, 20 hour shifts to get us the program so we can even do the returns. Of course, we have to wait for W-2s and 1099s to come out. And so there is a lull there. We, we do a lot of business year-end stuff right away. Certainly mine, I'm ready to have all my tax returns done, all my different entities and so mm-hmm. forth, which I don't do myself anymore. Thankfully, I have Christy here to, <laughs> to take on that load. Yeah, so uh, the business stuff will crank up here pretty quick. But it's usually a couple of weeks into the new year before we even have software, two, three, even four weeks into the year before we even have software to do individual returns. Are there any new tax changes this year that we should be aware of at all? Oh, yeah. You know, there's new tax changes. And I think uh, we ought to make a note of that. I'll get one of my CPAs on the show to do a show about the new tax law changes. I know a lot of them just went to their continuing education courses on that. They go to every single year. I know because I pay for the education. It's very expensive. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, you know, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And we'll be talking a little bit about uh, the SECURE Act today. And some of the changes to that, there was no monumental tax law change. So that one was a year ago. And so 2018 was absolutely affected by that. It was a huge change. And it really had an effect on our economy, I would say. There's no question looking back. Had a very positive effect in the short run on the economy, probably a negative effect on the budget deficit. Well, it's good to know that your CPAs here at Bauer Evans CPAs are being kept up with continuing education on an annual basis. And, you know, that is really unusual. We've talked about this before, that not only are you a financial services firm, but you also have a CPA firm in the same office. And there really is this great synergy between the two. I mean, when you do financial plans, of course, taxes are a major part of that. Essentially, when I have every conversation, Jeff, <laughs> every conversation, it's interesting. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a part of the conversations about just talking about where you're going to live and what state you're going to live in, or should you sell your residence? Should you turn it into a rental? Uh, What should I do with my rentals? I'm thinking about retiring. I'm thinking about cash flow in retirement. I'm thinking about investing, worried about future tax rates, and I want to have tax-free investment, tax-sheltered investments, deferrals. Should I use my losses? I go on and on and on. Certainly business owners and so forth have that too. Legacy planning, gifting strategies. You can't get away from it. That's why it is just paramount to me that if you have a financial advisor, they better be able to talk taxes with you. Only CPAs are legally obliged to be able to do that. So it makes it pretty tough for most advisors if they don't have access to a CPA firm. They may know somebody, but you know, if you're not talking to them all the time, well, our differentiator really is that our advisors are CPAs and we'll probably bring on some that aren't in the future. Absolutely. That, that would make sense for us too, because we also have a dozen CPAs on staff at Bauer Evans that they can ask any question of and they're just across the hall. When you make financial decisions or when you invest people's money, you manage their portfolios, is taxes the primary consideration in that? I would say absolutely. Because, you know, what's the difference between, let's just say, uh, Merrill Lynch's growth portfolio and Edward Jones's growth portfolio? Well, let's see. They're about 60% stocks, 40% bonds. The stock part is two-thirds U.S., one-third foreign. The U.S. part is about uh, 75% large cap, 15% mid cap, 10% small cap. That's, that sounds like your portfolio would probably invest with one of these companies. Yeah, that's right. They really use a cookie-cutter approach, don't they? Absolutely. So I know exactly what it is. So their returns are going to be the same. So there's no differentiation there. It's about the other strategies, the alternatives, the deeper thinking, legacy planning, integrating trusts and, and life insurance concepts and 
tax-free decisions, investment strategies, all that kind of stuff, making good decisions about taxes along the way. If you're not doing that, uh, those things would chip away at your portfolio for sure. And you might find yourself, you know, in a much higher bracket and making mistakes that cost thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of course, I see that all the time in your portfolios. I liken those firms to like the big box stores. You can walk in there. They got a little bit of everything, but nobody in there really knows much about it. And you're sort of a real specialty store here in that you have available to you pretty much everything, but there's someone with knowledge about almost every topic as well, too. You really are a full-service firm. Absolutely. And even myself, I mean, I've been a CPA 35 years, but you know what? I haven't done a tax return in probably 15 years. And so I don't do my own. And I turn that over to one of my staff people, Christy, as I mentioned. And when I have questions that need to be reviewed and maybe somebody comes in and said, well, you know, I'm thinking about retiring next year. And shouldn't I be considering when I'm in a lower bracket next year to convert some money from my IRA to my Roth? I'm like, absolutely. We want to take advantage of those low rates. And so I'll just type out the notes and send them to one of my uh, CPAs and I'll say, could you see that this gets done? Now, they'll take that and that doesn't mean that they'll even do it. They might assign it to one of the CPAs on staff. Maybe I send it to a manager and they'll send it to somebody else. And then that manager will review it and they'll talk about it and they'll get back to me. Okay, this is what we came up with. But, you know, often they'll come up with something I didn't think about maybe. They'll they'll Mm -hmm. say, you know, what if they did this? What if they did that? I said, really good point. Then I can call the client and we have a good discussion because I don't have to look it up. I already know the rules. I just, you know, we're consulted with each other before it gets to the client. It's not just not something, you know, hey, can I deduct my XYZ? Well, that's a tax question we could answer. Right. But no, it, it goes much deeper, you know, that the true tax planning goes way deeper. It's it's actually a discussion and analysis, maybe coming up with things we hadn't thought about before as to creative solutions. The tax law is not black and white. If it was, it'd be pretty easy. Just Google it. It'd just come up, right? Most of the tax law is gray and shades of gray. Right. And at this time of the year, we begin to think a lot about taxes. And I know that you being a CPA, you still are a CPA, as you said, even though you haven't filled out a tax form in 15 years, but you have a large staff of CPAs here. Do you get those letters occasionally in the mail from the IRS that says, hey, there's a mistake or something like that? And when you respond to those, basically the question is, the IRS always right? IRS is almost never right. <laughs> oh, they aren't listening right now. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, when they send those things, uh, the letters themselves are computer generated. So it's not the IRS. It's a computer programmer. Right. So it's you know, tongue in cheek. The IRS is rarely right. The individuals might be, but their computer isn't. I remember one year I got a notice that said five things are wrong with my tax return. I laughed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I addressed it. And of course, now I had no changes. But they'll send that stuff. Please do not just send them the money if they send you a bill and say, you messed up on your return, give us money. Please talk to a CPA first before you send any money because most of the time they're wrong. It's just they're matching letters. The computer's just, you know, they're just taking stabs out there. They mm. see something and they, they think they don't, it wasn't reported on the return. It probably was, but maybe in a different place than they thought it should be, whatever it is. You know, that that's a very common thing. Rarely are audits in person. They're almost all just computer-generated letters. Mm. In my 20-something years where I was doing tax returns, I only attended an audit in person one time, mm-hmm. only once. And even that, I was just hired to do that one. So it's interesting how few there are 
And that, that is a function of the tax software you're using. Certainly the software we use, we produce all of the required forms and supporting forms and check all the boxes and have all the everything there. So it doesn't generate a computer kick out mm-hmm. because it was poorly prepared. But still, when you get that letter from the IRS and you, you open up the mailbox and it says Internal Revenue Service, I mean, they're very good at instilling fear in you oh, to the yeah. point where you think, you know, they're going to be going to jail any day now, even though you didn't do anything wrong. You were telling me about a story of a client that you had who got one of those things and he was panicked and you had to go meet him for dinner. Tell that story again. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> when you said that, I, I kind of equated to you're driving along and behind you, the lights, the cop lights <laughs> right, come on, right? Right. Well, all they want to do is get by you to get that. That guy that you know just passed you, sure. but you, you freak out, don't you? you? You always do. You always do. There's lights, and you're going, but I'm going the speed. Of, oh no, what I do, you know? <laughs> and uh, and what's the worst that's going to happen? A couple hundred dollar fine, but you were going the speed limit. They didn't want you in the first place. That's right. Well, yeah, he he called me. He panicked. He got a letter from the IRS. He had to meet me in person that night. And this young in my career, when I would actually drive across town for, he didn't want to open the letter. He was too afraid. Well, I didn't know that. He got this letter. I thought, oh god. Gosh, I, I don't know what it says, and it's terrible. And he was a brand new client, so I drove out there, and yeah, he bought me dinner, and we sat down, and I looked at it, and I said, "It's not opened." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't even bring myself to open it. Yeah, he was a captain in the Coast Guard. Yeah. This guy had a lot of responsibility. That's yeah. right below Rear Admiral. Right. That's how much this scared him. The Russians didn't scare him. The Chinese <laughs> didn't scare him. But the IRS. The IRS scared this. So I looked at this, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I just drove across town, and he didn't open this. <laughs> but he doesn't even know what it says. I opened it up, and it was, thank you for your estimated tax payments. I had four more vouchers for the upcoming year to send in his taxes. And they were just giving the envelopes and the vouchers to make it easy. He was, like, so relieved. Thank you so much. You're so great. I'm like, okay. Well, at least you got a free dinner out of that. But you, I did. But he did learn a little something there. You know, open up those letters. <laughs> don't just throw them away. I mean, I don't think the computer is going to forget about you. It is tax season, and that's why we're talking a little bit about this here on Growing Your Wealth, because, of course, Madrona Financial Services also has Bauer Evans CPAs, so you can take advantage of both of those and the bundle of services when you're a client here at Madrona Financial Services. By the way, if you'd like a second opinion service, someone to take a look at your investment portfolio, or maybe it's a first opinion, it is totally complimentary here at Madrona Financial. Call 844-MADRONA to get yours. 844-MADRONA. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. You can also check out the firm there and the staff. Thank you so much for listening to us on Growing Your Wealth, whether it's here in Seattle, across the country, or around the world. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the things in the news. We always hear about recession. Is it coming? Well, we'll get Brian's opinion on that when our show continues right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Welcome to 2020. If you're like many, you've made some kind of New Year's resolution. Hi, this is Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services, and we want to be your New Year's resolution coaches when it comes to retirement planning. The fact is that nearly half of us have some kind of goals for the new year, but not many actually make good on their resolutions. We can help take your retirement vision and build a custom, comprehensive plan to help keep you on track for success. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to schedule a complimentary financial review. Our goal is to help you find ways to add to your investment portfolio and years of retirement income, and we'll do much of the heavy lifting. Let this be the year to create and achieve the goal of making your future brighter. 
Get started by calling Madrona Financial Services today for your complimentary financial review at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now... Here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the market coming up this year and some of our observations about it. And Brian, of course, a new year, only about 11 days old. And the new decade, of course, is but a toddler, not even a toddler. It's a newborn. It's an infant at this point. But you can't pick up any publication if you read newspapers. You're one of the few that does that. Or you can't, you know, log on to your computer, watch TV, listen to the radio without somebody mentioning the R word. And I'm talking about recession. Again, I, I have to think that these are fear tactics. So what do you think? Is a recession imminent, really? Well, absolutely not. I mean, and, and I can't say we're not going to have one. I, it's just an opinion here. I, I don't see it. As I've mentioned on the show previously, I'll give the reasons why, which is something that's missing. <laughs> Most of the times you hear somebody on TV or the radio say, oh, we're going to have a recession. I, you know, I'm yelling at my radio or TV saying, ask them why. Ask them why. Yeah, no one, I've never heard anyone ask the question why and give some valid reasons. Oh, because we haven't had one for a while, Jeff. Well, that doesn't seem to be a valid reason. <laughs> but we're going to have one someday. Don't you know this? No, I don't. Well, actually, we are, Jeff. Do you have any further? Can you just give me a few I more details? I just don't know when. Okay. Okay. Right. It's, it might be. The, Enough about that. Yeah, Change this the, year, yeah. a year from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, we're going to have a recession. Okay. But, you know, does that change what you're going to do? That's the question we're addressing. Yeah. Should you have a knee-jerk reaction to that? I mean, what are the chances we're going to have a recession in the next 10, 20 years? I don't know. Probably, probably relatively pretty high. Pr- pretty high I but would it, say it's a, almost absolute. But every recession's not not going to be like 2008. No, that was a great recession. Right. That was a once in a lifetime, we hope. A once in a century, we it was a great depression, we hope. Yeah, I don't know what was so great about either of them. I don't think they were that great, <laughs> actually. But nevertheless, yeah, it's, it is inevitable that we'll have a recession. But the question is, how deep is it going to be? Is it going to be noticeable? And are we going to have it anytime soon? And that's right, really the big right. question. And what are my reasons? I just said I have reasons why I don't think so. One of the reasons is that we have record low interest rates. And so when you have low interest rates, that's a good time for business. And businesses drive economies and earnings you know, drive economies. What else? Well, we have low income taxes. What else? Well, we have really high employment, and and that's been really good. But the two biggest things that I I think uh, stand out over and over that I, I repeat are that the first thing is, if you look at prior decades, there were only a 
handful of people on this planet that could afford goods and services. And they lived in North America, Western Europe, and Japan, and Australia. Pretty much that's it. And now we have a couple billion more that we never had before driving profits and products throughout the world. It's now a global economy that did not exist 30 years ago because we didn't have a global middle class that could afford anything. So that, to me, is the biggest, biggest change. On top of that, with the low interest rates and taxes and all these other things, is the technological advances we've had, and especially the communications advantages Mm -hmm. we have with the Internet. We never had the Internet before. Now we have Internet sales. We have communication. We can find anything we want anywhere and click and buy it and send it to us from wherever in the world. And so we never had that before. The technological advances are advancing almost every industry. Whether it's energy, we have you know electric cars. We're going to have big breakthroughs in that, I hope, in the upcoming right. decades. Medical advancements through technology or manufacturing through AI, and it could be through 3D printing or, or any of these other technological advances there. Advertising has completely changed, certainly, uh, with Google. Really, Google and, and a lot of these companies are advertising companies. That's where they make their money. Facebook is an advertising company that Absolutely. happens to have a, a platform yeah. to serve it on. Sure. It's their plate. <laughs> you know, They're serving you advertising. That's how you make money. So everything's changing, advancing, and so we're supposed to have a recession in the midst of that. Other than a war, a massive war, which absolutely could cause a recession, I'm having trouble seeing it. You know, when you talk about a global economy, have you ever watched some of these National Geographic shows or something like that, and they're going into the jungle? This is a tribe we haven't seen. Nobody's ever seen them. They haven't had contact with humans. They go there, and there's always some guy wearing like a Yankees hat or something. (laughs) I'm going, how did he get that? Or, you know, some third world country, the guy pulls out a cell phone and makes a call. I mean, really, we are a global economy. These products and services are getting everywhere. Yeah, and now there's still a long way to go, too, because a lot of countries still, you know, I I read recently about Turkey shutting down Internet sites, most of them, because they didn't like what was being said. And there's a lot of countries, certainly China and communist and socialist countries, that are not participating fully in all of this. And there's a long way to go for other ones. And we're going to see a lot of advancements there. But, you know, I, I just don't see the recession coming our way. Brian, I've been hearing radio commercials from a firm, I think that's a pretty big financial firm there, that really is preying on emotion. I mean, according to them, the world is going to end anytime soon, and you should invest with them. I wonder why that is. Well, you've got different firms out there, and I don't know exactly which one you're referring to, because the ones that say the world's going to end or the economy's going to end, that it's been too good for too long, are telling you to buy gold and annuities. Right. Okay. And then there's another one I've heard that's saying, hey, we are up on what's going on in the world. I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I read the internet every day and read the news. I know all these stories, too. These are news stories that they repeat, and they say, because we are up on this, that's why you should go with us, because we're on top of this, and we're going to be on top of your money because we know about this stuff. Well, it occurs to me, all right, I'm investing somebody's portfolio, and let's say that I agreed with their philosophy, which I do not. And let's say I decided, you know, every time there's a news story, I'm going to rate it from one to 10. And if it's an eight or more, I'm going to bail on all of our investments <laughs> yeah. that day because you know what? Something bad happened in Iraq. And so we better bail. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was hearing about. We're on top of this. So I'm thinking to myself, well, that may be, but I'm on top of it too. I mean, I know what happened, but does that mean that I sell everything in the portfolios my clients own? Or is this a buying opportunity? Should I be making adjustments 
every single day by opening Fox News or MSNBC, or I guess I'd probably do opposite things depending on which one of those I, I open. Like up. George George Costanza in that one episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one one is the opposite of the other. I mean, right, one right. says the economy's great, the other one uh, we think it's a recession uh, waiting to happen. Yeah, it, it occurs to me that there's a lot of fear being instilled. Like if you're not paying attention to the news every hour of every day and reacting to it with your investment portfolio, then there's something wrong with you. That's why you need to move all your money to this company. Right. And I would think that investors would be more intelligent than that, that they would know that these companies are basically preying on the two most powerful human emotions. That would be fear and greed. But I think it really all points to the fact that you got to have an actionable plan, one that will work for you in almost any circumstance. Yeah, that is a sales technique. And so you, you brought it up perfectly, fear and greed. If you are a salesperson, you attend a sales conference and they're trying to teach you how to be a better salesperson. So you can essentially manipulate somebody to act in a way they would not otherwise act. You're not going to get them there by going on the radio like I do every week and just informing people and having intelligent conversations and being you know, intellectually bringing things up and talking about things and the pluses and minuses of everything. That does not move people to action. So, Jeff, I'm a pretty smart guy when it comes to business and accounting and, and math and all that stuff. I'm not that good of a salesman. Because I am not sitting here installing fear and greed 24-7 like the stuff I'm hearing on the radio. It's one or the other, but that is a sales technique. And it's very effective, I'm quite sure. I know these companies are bigger than mine, much bigger than mine. They get a lot of calls from people that have heard it. and Oh, I heard you guys can beat the markets by, or I heard, you know, I can make all the money in the market and never lose it. And, uh, well, that's not exactly true. And there's pluses and minuses, like I said, to every strategy. So I'm just kind of pointing out, beware of when you're getting sold. Sales is another term for manipulation. It really is. And if it's about fear and greed, if, if they're getting to your emotions, that is how they're going to get you to act. I don't really do that. It's not how I'm wired. So I, I would say I'm not a great salesman. Hopefully I'm a better teacher, though, than I am a salesman. No, you're a great teacher, all right. And I haven't met anyone here at Madrona Financial Services or Bauer Evans CPAs who's had one minute of sales training. No, no we, we don't do sales training. And, you know, I'd increase my bottom line if we did, but philosophically it feels wrong. Right. Um, that's not how I was brought up in the CPA world. That is certainly the opposite. In fact, Bob Bauer, who uh, is my primary mentor, if he's listening right now, which he does often, I think he listens to all my shows, he's nodding his head right now. That's right. We don't sell. We help people. We inform people. We're fiduciaries. We care. We do the right thing. We're not there to sell people. In fact, to a fault, probably, sometimes. I know I'll have great meetings with someone, and I'll say, well, you know, if this resonates with you, you know, give me a call. We'll right. get together. I'll help you out. And then I'll hear back from, this has happened before, I'll hear back from him later, or, or I'll reach out to him six months later. I'm like, you know, I... I kind of lost track of you. What what happened? Well, we went with somebody else. I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? Well, we didn't really want to, but we went to see him. We wanted a second opinion. And before we left, before we knew what happened, that meeting, we'd signed the papers and mm-hmm. we felt all this pressure and oh, like a like a like you were buying a timeshare. Yeah, it was just like that. We right, signed up right. and we're embarrassed. We wanted to go with you, but you didn't do that. And we would have signed up with you had you done it. And I'm like, well. That's not my style, so I, yeah. I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry it worked out that way. And 
But that that happens. Uh, it, it actually does happen. Well, that's a reason why people should not be reticent about coming in for a financial consultation or the free plan that we talk about, too, because it's not a sales pitch whatsoever. It's strictly a discovery meeting. It's you discovering their wants, their needs, their goals, and designing a plan to help them get there. And for them, it's uh, certainly a chance for them to ask you the questions that they need to make an intelligent decision. But after that, I mean, it's up to them. They've got the facts that they need in order to make that decision, and you're not going to be hounding them constantly, trying to get them to sign on the bottom line, because uh, those people who are with you know that you are the best person out there to handle their money. Speaking of that financial plan, if you'd like to come in and ask your questions of Brian, as we said, it is a complimentary plan. There's no cost and no obligation. You can get it by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also find out more about the firm online at madronafinancial.com. You can also request your plan there. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Thanks for joining us this week. A quick break is upcoming. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some new rules and regs here for 2020, and among those is the SECURE Act. All that and more when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. Welcome to 2020. If you're like many, you've made some kind of New Year's resolution. Hi, this is Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services, and we want to be your New Year's resolution coaches when it comes to retirement planning. The fact is that nearly half of us have some kind of goals for the new year, but not many actually make good on their resolutions. We can help take your retirement vision and build a custom, comprehensive plan to help keep you on track for success. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to schedule a complimentary financial review. Our goal is to help you find ways to add to your investment portfolio and years of retirement income, and we'll do much of the heavy lifting. Let this be the year to create and achieve the goal of making your future brighter. Get started by calling Madrona Financial Services today for your complimentary financial review at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career? The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought, and the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespans, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to start talking about the SECURE Act, the new retirement legislation. And Brian, in 2020, it has brought some new rules and regulations into effect. And as you said, one of them is the SECURE Act, and the president has signed it into act. So what is the SECURE Act all about? First of all, what does the SECURE Act even mean? 
Yeah, the SECURE Act is making some adjustments to the retirement plan rules. Up to this point, the retirement plan rules are extremely uh, convoluted. And, and it's hard to really wrap your head around it because as a CPA, you know, and, and when I first started being a CPA, I thought to myself, and I still think it, why do they have so many rules around this? I've got IRAs, Roth IRAs, I got SEPs, SARSEPs, SIMPLES, 401ks, 403bs, 457s, defined benefit, defined contribution. I've got, you know, all these different kinds of retirement plan rules out there and they are all different. And I'm thinking, why don't we just have one? <laughs> you know, it's, mm-hmm. It would seem to me we ought to have the same one, and or at least just a, a few, but we don't. And so it's gotten very convoluted. They're making some adjustments. They're not making it any simpler. First off, we'll just say that mm-hmm. right off the bat. But they are making some adjustments, and they're tweaks rather than overhauls. One is with 401k plans. Normally, employees were required to work at least a 1,000 hours in order to participate in most companies' 401k plans, but now they only have to work 500 hours for three consecutive years. So you, if you've got an employee that's working, you know, tax season and then some, you know, they're working six, 700 hours a year, year after year, maybe before they weren't covered, but now they could be in the 401k plan. So those are some of the new rules for part-time workers to participate in 401ks. But there are also some new rules regarding RMDs, required minimum distributions. Yeah, they're going to get rid of one of my favorite jokes in the law, all the half-year things. Right. You can retire, but you can't take uh, money from your IRA without penalty before 59 and a half. <laughs> and uh, if you do have IRA account balances or other retirement account balances, you got to start taking them out at age 70. And a half. And so they're getting rid of my half here, and they're going to 72. How about that? Required minimum distributions won't be required until age 72, which means that you can still contribute to IRAs up until age 72, which you couldn't before. You had to stop at age 70. And a half. Yeah, and they also added another thing where parents can withdraw up to $5,000 penalty free within a year of birth or adoption of a child. So they can actually take some money out of their retirement account. But they're getting rid of that 70 and a half thing, moving it to 72. I think we're going to see a lot of those kinds of changes. Social Security someday is going to have to be up. We're not going to be able to retire at 62. They'll probably change it to, you know, like 64 mm-hmm. and a half. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I wonder where the half came I in. don't know. Who decided that? I'm overplaying that joke. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, they're going to have to change those numbers at some point. But yeah, it's going to be 72, not 70 and a half. And also with the SECURE Act, there are some new changes that could have a major change in estate planning. And among those changes are the ones that are regarding the stretch IRAs. Yeah, the IRS is going to uh, change or some IRA beneficiaries could inherit IRA balances and essentially stretch the distributions over their lifetime. Instead, they're they're going to change that to where a lot of them have to be depleted within 10 years. There's certainly most inherited IRAs. It's it's a five-year depletion thing already. But certainly, if it was a spousal IRA, you could stretch it out over your lifetime. And they're going to they're going to have some adjustments there. I I haven't done a deep dive on all of the rules. We're going to again. These are tweaks. They aren't overhauls. But that is going to be an increased tax burden for a lot of people. Not sure if that's a huge deal for a lot of folks. Uh, Most people kind of want distributions, even though they're going to be taxed on it. And one thing about that is a lot of my tax planning has surrounded why are we always thinking to defer, 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 defer? 
because I'm thinking the next generation's tax rates are going to be a lot higher than yep. this generation. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of, of just deferring everything for the sake of deferring, whereas mm-hmm. in the old days that was the case. But now that's not necessarily the case. So it's more of a case-by-case basis, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, sometimes it's not the best thing to defer taxes because, as you said, I mean, we're historically low tax rates right now, but they, of course, will be going up in the future. At least we think they will. This uh, new SECURE Act also fixes a component of the 2017 tax overhaul that raised taxes on benefits received by family members of deceased military veterans, as well as taxes on some students and members of Native American tribes. This also was a bipartisan bill, I think, as well, too, so I don't think there's any chance of that going away. The SECURE Act stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I just read it here. They usually have some interesting (laughs) nomenclature for that. But there is another piece of this, which I I find particularly interesting to me because, oh, maybe a year and a half ago now, I got the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. and go to Capitol Hill and not just see the buildings, but actually have meetings on the Hill with three House of Representatives from the state of Washington. I had meetings scheduled with two senators, but they didn't show up. They sent their aides to those particular meetings, but Mm -hmm. I did meet with the three reps from the House. And my point was to talk about essentially this, the part that they have partly addressed, it appears. I'm not saying I had anything to do with it at all. I don't think I did, but I didn't hurt, I guess. But I was talking about how in your 401k plans that you're not able to do an annuity. You can just pick stocks and bonds. Right. And, and what if you wanted something secure? And what if you wanted something that's going to pay you cash flow for life? If you have a 401k plan, you don't have a pension, you'd like to start investing in that pension now. So you have it when you retire. Well, Wall Street kind of runs Congress on this respect, and they, they you know, they, they have very strong lobbyists, and, and they've always said, no, we don't sell annuities, we sell stock markets, so mm-hmm. we want people to have to invest in stocks. And so I was bringing up the point, well, why not allow people access their money earlier to invest in annuities so they have cash flow for life when they want it without risk of market losses? Seems pretty reasonable. Right. So I was saying that to the in the five meetings that I had. That was my point that I was making. I suggested they drop the 59 and a half minimum to 55. And I said, you know, or 50. So at age 50 or 55, let's say it's 50, which is what I really wanted. You could be working somewhere, have a 401k balance, move some money out of that into a fixed index annuity that pay increasing cash flow for life in your 60s and beyond for the rest of your life and your spouse's life. Sounds like a nice thing. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to explain that concept to the representatives. And I see here in the SECURE Act, they're going to now allow fixed index annuities within 401k plans. So maybe something resonated in my discussions with them. I don't know. All of the people I talked to, actually two of the representatives were Democrats. One was a Republican. And so you just mentioned it was bipartisan. I didn't get any pushback. They, mm-hmm. they seemed to understand what I was saying. But hopefully, I, you know, maybe I did have some influence on that. Probably not, like I said. But it's just interesting that that is what I was talking about, and I see that that is part of the SECURE Act. Yeah, well, maybe that's how you get things done in Washington. You have to get on a plane and fly there and actually talk to somebody in person. It's sort of like Mr. Evans goes to Washington. Yeah, sort (laughs) of. I guess. Uh, That's an interesting analogy there, Jeff. I I don't think I want to take that much credit for that. But uh, yeah, it's just interesting that that was our topic 
again, I think that they could see it as a bipartisan. It wasn't a political issue. It's just not everybody wants to be in the stock market issue. And, right. And they want some guarantees. And I, and I pointed out that most companies don't have pension plans. So me personally, I've worked at my company forever. My money's in an active 401k plan. I can't buy an annuity. Hmm. I have to wait till I'm 59 and a half. I'm not 59 and a half. And then I don't really have as much time for it to grow to pay me what I want it to pay me. So I'm kind of left out. I got to be in the market all the time, which is, you know, this last year was fine. The year before, not as fine. And I'm okay with that risk scenario, but a lot of people aren't. And I was trying to offer something, uh, some hope for them that they don't have to have, always have all their money at risk all of the time. And that can be important because certainly we just seen the market go way up this last year after a year where it went way down. And, and we should probably talk about that. So those are the key takeaways from the SECURE Act. Uh, Brian, you know, every year at this time, I see these things in the news. And I, again, this year saw an article that said, where experts say you should invest your money in 2020. It seems a lot like the same article that they put out in 2019. And I'm going to read off a few of these for you. 401ks, IRAs, college savings funds, stocks that pay dividends, real estate, REITs, gold, energy, emerging market debt, opportunity zones, short-term bonds, agricultural mutual funds, low-volume ETFs, digital securities, balanced portfolio, and yourself. It seems like they pretty much have blanketly covered I everything. I didn't hear Bitcoin or orange juice futures. <laughs> That's about all I didn't hear yeah, there, Jeff. Well, I, may, I may have missed that part. Yeah, yeah. trading places, pork belly, orange, orange juice. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, um, that kind of article, yeah, you read that and it's like, wow, yeah, I should invest in all of those things. Well, that sounds like a very diversified portfolio. Uh, but, you know, it's it's like anything. You got to make choices. That's a big list. And so if you're going to have a decent rate of return, you want to have your money allocated to the areas you think are going to do well long term. And that was we were talking earlier on the show about having a plan with the end in mind. I mean, if you're going to pick something today, you want to pick something you think you'll be pretty good with three, four, five, six years from now, mm-hmm. not a day from now or a week from now or a month from now, which a lot of the noise on the airways seems to talk about. So these experts are saying that you should invest in these particular areas. As you said, that's a lot of different areas there. So I guess it begs the question, are there particular areas that you think are stronger than others to invest in in 2020 and the years to come? Well, yeah, I'd like to back up a little bit because I was reading an article too, and it was going back a year ago and saying, let's look at some of the people that were telling us what was going to happen, some of the experts. And one of the experts, Jeffrey Gunlock, I was reading, he was calling for a recession and, and all this stuff. And he's, you know, he runs hundreds of billions of dollars, I think, and he's Mr. Wall Street. And he was saying, oh, you know, we're going to have a recession, all this stuff. Last time I checked, the S&P had one of its best years in history. Mm-hmm. Now, that can be kind of scary because a lot of people are going to go, oh, well, if this billionaire says we're going to have a recession, then I better get out of the market. And now these people are looking at it going, uh, he was wrong. Well, I got news for everybody. You got to consider the source. Jeffrey Gunlock runs a bond fund, one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the world. He doesn't invest in the stock market. He doesn't make money when you invest in the stock market. He makes money when you sell stocks and buy bonds with it, his, his bond funds. So consider the source. I'm sure that he's right sometimes. I'm sure, uh, obviously, he's sometimes wrong, uh, as are all of them. So just consider that, that if, if somebody says something emphatically on the airways that the market's going to do X or Y, then maybe consider the source. How do they get paid? What is their business model before you just decide to act based upon that advice? Yeah, that's right. I've heard this saying, I hate annuities and you should too. Again, consider the source. I don't think yeah. that person that deals with annuities at all. 
No, he doesn't deal with annuities. He sells stock market. I'll bet he wasn't calling for a recession because he sells the stocks. Absolutely. So again, you, you got you know he's paying a lot of money for advertising, saying one message because he's going to make money. If you sell gold, the market is never good, and I pretty much guarantee you that the market did a lot better than gold last year. <laughs> so, oh, I think it did. I think so. And so, depending on what you're selling, you're going to have this bias that you're going to keep repeating over and over and over this mantra. I remember I was talking to this guy once. I didn't like him particularly at all because he was an annuity salesman. He said basically my job is to go. He had a radio show for 25 years. He said, for 25 years, I need to say how awful the market is. Whether I think it's good or not, ha, ha, ha. I need to say how <laughs> awful the market is because I sell a lot of annuities by installing fear. Just like I was talking earlier on the show. He's manipulating people, telling them a falsehood making some kind of case for it and making money off it. So steer clear of these guys. Yeah, he wasn't a fiduciary. He wasn't. He actually was, Was he really? He was a fiduciary by title. And that's another issue. He was a fiduciary by title. And he was saying, I'm a fiduciary. I'm required to act in your best interest. And I think your best interest is the market's going to crash. You better buy an annuity. Why is that? Well, because I only sell annuities. Oops, did I say that out loud? (laughs) Yeah, he wouldn't say that, would he? So all fiduciaries are not created equal. I did not know that about that guy. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Again, if you have questions about anything you've heard on the air today, you can go to madronafinancial.com, M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can also call 844-MADRONA for your complimentary financial plan. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about another change in 2020. That is uh, Medicare Part B premiums are going to be increasing and more when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. If you've created wealth through owning your own business or through real estate investments, you're living the American dream, at least until you want to retire. Before you take any advice about selling your income-producing assets, stop and consider the tax implications and investment opportunities available to you. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs want to help teach you about those opportunities. So give them a call at 844-MADRONA. As business owners, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors, you deserve and need more services than the average investor. That's where Madrona comes in. They're a fully staffed financial advisory and CPA firm. Whether it's helping with the business succession plan or creating tax and income smart alternatives for selling your investment properties, they can help. Call today to schedule your no-obligation meeting with one of Madrona's CPAs or advisors at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Financial planning and CPAs under one roof. That's Madrona Financial Services. 
Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about the increase to Medicare Part B. And Brian, surprise, surprise, there are increases in health care costs. We've seen them in a number of years in the past. Looks like that it's not going to change. Medicare Part B premiums are going to increase in 2020. How much are they going to increase? Yeah, they're going to increase close to 7% for the year. Social Security is uh, increasing its benefit by 1.6%, so that's quite a change right there. It seems that Medicare Part B premiums are becoming less affordable, but you've really got to have it, don't you? Well, yeah. Yeah, you kind of got to do that because it is very subsidized. And one of the things I've been talking about on this show about Social Security, in the future, it's going to be there, but they're going to have to cut it back. Now, this is interesting because one of the things I said is they're going to have to raise that minimum age from 62 on up, and the full retirement age is going to have to increase. Increase and, and certainly I talked about how the raises aren't going to be keeping up with inflation and, you know, they haven't. They're not going to. But here is a, a unique way to help balance it a little bit. Let's just raise the Medicare expense mm-hmm. percentage because that's not a reduction of benefit per se. That's a different way of getting there by increasing the mandatory expenditure that you have to get Social Security offset by your Medicare expense on that. And the premiums, by the way, for Medicare Part B, they were 135.50 a month in 2019. They'll be 144.60 here in 2020. And the annual deductible for Part B coverage will go from $198 in 2020 from $185 and Part A deductibles will increase by $44. Now, some people may be listening and going, oh, I've heard about that Part B, but I don't know exactly what it is. So generally, what is it? Yeah, well, you got uh, your, your Part B that you have to pay for and then you get the supplement on top of that. And, you know, we have to see how those supplement costs are going to increase, too. And the bottom line of all of this is not the actual number so much as the concept that the expenses in your retirement are more likely than not to go up faster than any other inflationary figure that right. you've ever heard about. I mean, we don't have that much inflation right now. We don't have high interest rates. You can't get anything on a CD. Social Security didn't go up much, but what, 7%? I haven't seen those kinds of numbers in a long time. So what we're, what I'm saying here is prepare for that. Again, plan ahead. Just because, oh, it works now, I, I see people bring in their budgets and they got this, this number there and it's fixed. And I'm like, well, yeah, you got to start bumping that thing up over time because the, this stuff's going to go up. Premiums, you know, the health insurance costs and, and, and so forth are not going to go down. They're going to continue to go up faster than inflation. Yeah, I never really thought about that, that retirees have some expenses that will increase much more than people who are pre-retirees or much younger. I mean, retirees are not necessarily buying a new car as often as the people who are younger. They're not buying new clothes. They're not, you know, doing a lot of the things. Healthcare is one of the things that they're mostly concerned with. And as you said, those health care costs just continue to go up. Now, Medicare is blaming this increase on rising spending for drugs administered in doctor's offices, which are covered under Part B, and some of those include many cancer drugs as well, too. Pharmacy drugs are covered by another part of Medicare, the Part D prescription program. So would a health savings account really have any benefit in combating these increased costs? 
not necessarily combating them. I mean, it can be a very good idea for right. growing some money tax-free. And you know, that's a big part of our show is investments and uh, especially ones that grow tax-free. So that's a great way to do that. Sometimes, you know, just making sure that knowing that you're going to have inflationary effects to your portfolio. A lot of people that I run into have a lot of money just sitting in cash or checking, saving CDs that aren't going to generate enough return to cover some of these increases. And so we have these discussions on why don't we take the next step up? And they're, oh, I don't want to take any risk. I don't want to risk. Okay, I get that. So what are some of the options you can do? Well, we talk about this a lot on the show, a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity, because both of them have floors of zero. Well, actually, the fixed annuity doesn't have a floor. It has just a set amount. So what is a fixed annuity? A fixed annuity is where you buy a product from an insurance company. They promise you a certain rate of return every single year, same amount every single year for a period of time. It might be five years, say. And so for those five years, you know exactly what you're going to earn. You're going to earn more than, if you get the right one, of course, you're going to earn more than a CD will pay you. So you can have additional money coming in without market risk from a fixed annuity. A fixed index annuity just takes it a step further. The only risk is not losing money, but the risk is some years when the market, like in 2018, when the market was negative, had you owned one for that calendar year, you would have lost nothing, but you would have gained nothing. So they have a floor of zero. However, in 2019, when the market was absolutely amazing, if you picked the right company's product and the right index credit method, you could have had a substantial gain in that year. So they have much higher upside than any other safe investment, we'll call it. And I did want to talk about safe investments because, again, that's my pet peeve. I hear this on the radio all the time. We're safe money experts. We have designed strategies to allow you to have the market gains without any losses because we have some special secret sauce and special formulas that our scientists have put together in the back rooms and all that stuff. Baloney. <laughs> We're all insurance licensed. It's, right. it's an insurance license. Health and life that we take in the state of Washington allows us to sell these fixed indexed annuities. We all can sell the same products essentially across the board. So if somebody says, well, why have some special you know, one? You know, Once in a while, they might be with someone that has one product that isn't offered to other companies. And that does happen out there. I'm not to say that those products are better. They're just uh, different. Most of the annuities uh, companies have similar products out there. But the bottom line is 95% of the products out there can be sold by anybody, including us at Madrona Financial Mm -hmm. Services. We're just going to be a lot more transparent because we're actually going to call it an annuity and not some special secret safe money formula that you can't get anywhere else. We're not going to call it that. We're going to call it what it is. We're going to say the pros and the cons of it and how it interplays with other parts and investments in your portfolio. Well, Brian, we just get started and then we're out of time. So before we go today, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to us. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Laura McLaughlin's our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And Maite Talavera is in there, too, along with surfer boy Pete Gustin, who is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. 
Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the Complete Book of Retirement at madronafinancial.com. For 10 years, we've all run with the Wall Street Bulls and many have seen our personal wealth soar. But are the Wall Street bears around the corner? Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and his team, want to let you know that if you're nearing retirement, you might be sitting on one of the greatest windfalls in investment history. But now's not the time to get careless about your nest egg. How long can we run with the Bulls? No one knows, but a smart investor will know what their exposure is and take steps to protect what they have. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com to find out if you're exposed to volatility. There are simple rules that they follow, and it's not about selling you products or frightening you out of the market. It's about doing what's right for you, your family, and your personal situation for the long haul. Call Madrona today at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. They'll help you run with the bulls while keeping a watchful eye out for the bears. Madrona Financial Services is here to help protect what you've saved, grow it, and keep it for life.